Hello, this is The Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of The Tribe Lagos. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. If you've been a Christian for a while and you've joined um, um, organized churches, you know, Orthodox churches, or as the case may be, or Pentecostal churches, You've been through foundation, what they call foundation school, right? Yes, and they, they teach all the basics. They, they, they supposedly teach the basics. And uh, I remember Pastor Freddy, he should be taking this today, but he's unavailable. Um, he's, he couldn't be here today, so, but he'll, be, he'll continue from next week. But I remember he, I remember he was talking about, um, we look at salvation and... Um, as simple as it may appear, it can be a very divisive subject in, amongst Christians because there are various beliefs where salvation is concerned and several strong points for different people that they can tear shit on the matter. Oh yes, you know, there are those that would believe that you, you once saved is always saved forever saved, there are those that will say never. If you sin, you lose your salvation. You get born again, again, and again, and again. <laughs> so you have all those premises where salvation is concerned, and then as to even how salvation is even, um, I don't want to say attained, but let's say receive, which is the correct word. But foundation is very important, very key in things like this, because Psalm chapter 11, verse 3 says, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So today we'll largely look at salvation, but I want to just give a background talk on it. So let's get to the book of Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. Father, thank you for your word this evening. We receive your word humbly and we receive your word gladly. Thank you for truth that sets us free. Your word is truth and it sets us apart. And God and his word are the same. They're one and the same. We receive all the goodies that you have for us from this. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for light. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So Hebrews chapter 6. I'll read from the King James, then I would read the Amplified. I mean, sorry, the message translation rendered very beautiful. It says, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ... Let us go on unto perfection. The word there, perfection, means maturity. Say, let us leave the milk. That's what he was talking about. Well, that's King James rendering it like this. Say, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation. He's talking about foundation. So, because sometimes when you ask, okay, so what are the foundational teachings of our faith? Of, a lot of people don't know. They don't even understand what you mean by foundation. But there are foundations. And it's something that we need to be established on. Otherwise, we'll make shipwreck of our faith or we'll 
we'll be dragged along like slaves when we should be reigning as kings. So many times, some of the crises that, pe- that lingers in the lives of people, especially God's people, especially Christians, many times when you trace it back down, you realize that foundation is not in place. Foundation is not correctly put in place. So when people begin to ask questions like, but I've prayed, I've fasted, I gave, I, 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 foundation is not in place. <laughs> I'm sorry if that's your situation. And I didn't say that to be mean, but really it's, it's a foundational problem. Because it's, if foundation is in place, you will never question, I've prayed, I've fasted. He says, let us go on to perfection. Like, like I said, maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. He says, he's talking about foundation. I say repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. I like it. Eternal judgment. He it says it's a, it's a foundational thing. <laughs> and this we will do if God permits. So let's leave these basics. That's what Paul was saying. Now, he, the people he was talking to, or rather the writer of the book of Hebrews, for those who may want to argue, the people he was talking to was, it was initially he said, by now you should, be, you should have been mature. You should be the one teaching people. And we're still grappling with milk, with foundation, that's what he was talking about in the previous verses or previous chapter. That's what he was talking about before he entered here. You know, when you see the word therefore, you know you cannot begin a statement with therefore, right? You can't just come and we're about to start talking and I say therefore, You're like therefore from where now? Because every therefore has a therefrom. <laughs> yes, so you can't just therefore. So he says therefore, that's how this chapter started. So it means that he was coming from somewhere. So that's where he was coming from. He was rebuking them for being immature, for not understanding righteousness. That everyone that uses milk is a babe and is not skillful in the word of righteousness. Deep, deep stuff. <laughs> or at least the, found- the, the foundation or the first layer of blocks on top of the foundation. Righteousness. No, really. Once the foundations are set, then of course, that's where you build up every other thing upon. So let me read the message translation so you'd see it, which is why we're talking about salvation today. It says, so come on, let's leave the preschool finger painting, the preschool finger painting exercises on Christ and get on with the grand work of art. It says, grow up in Christ. You know, the guy who paraphrased this, what we call message translation, I read the story behind it. He did it for his kids. This message, he was like, okay, this Bible, the language is too conk for children. Let me make it, let me make it simple. That's how come about the message. He translated it for his kids. <laughs> so you see the word is using finger painting exercise. Huh? He said, let us leave the preschool. Not even, it's not even nursery yet, right? It's preschool. Those ones that they still do, 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 do. 
let's leave those level. Finger painting, Zodiac type, and my other child. He said it's preschool. He said, let us leave the preschool exercises on Christ and get on with the grand work of art. Grow up in Christ. The basic foundational truths are in place. Colon, right? If you are reading message translation, after place, there's a colon there, right? Then he began to name it. He said, turning, he said the basic foundational truths are in place. Colon, turning your back on salvation by self-help. That's repentance. Turning your back on salvation by self-help. And if we dissect the situation of so many Christians and geos, they are still here. Salvation by self-help. They are still here. Thus, they can tell you, ah, if Jesus will come today, is the way he meets you. Meets you. See, you are not going to church. What if the rapture happens today? They are going straight to hell. Have you, have you heard that before? Yes. Never heard that. So, oh, see, the guy just left club as he was going home. He had an accident, and he was a he was a pastor. Say, oh, expressway straight to hell. Hmm? Shortcut straight. Huh? Where will he go? Say, they say, let me, let me give another one. That this, no, that one is even a, a bit obvious. They say, and the guy was a Christian, but he committed suicide. Ah! Say his murder. Committed murder. He's going straight to hell. You see what she asked? Where will she go? Where will he go? Okay, that's fine. It's okay. It says salvation by self-help. So it's, that's what we're talking today. Repentance from dead works and turning to God. You know, you know the Bible says by the deeds of the law, no flesh is justified before God. Have you ever read it? Paul said it a lot in Galatians and in Romans. For by the deeds of the law, no flesh is justified before God. Because the law was not given to give you salvation. In fact, the law was not given to you. The law was given to the Jews. And it was supposed to be for a period of time. Okay, so, so, so that's where we are today. We're talking about salvation. So what is salvation? Who want to try to help us? Bernard, you want to, you want to help? No, the way you got off gingerly, I thought, man, the anointing is strong on you. Salvation? Why are you giving him this? He wanted to. Anybody want to take a wild guess or help us? Okay, please, give it to Maureen. Salvation. No, don't be shy. No, the one I wanted to say is made me laugh. Okay. Come back home. Come back home. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Fumi? Um. Josmaya mentioned salvation was gotten from the word sozo, and apparently mm. the word sozo is like completeness or wholeness of like body, spirit, and soul. Mm. So I think it's that state of like a total restoration of like your spirit, your body, and your soul. Okay, anybody? Um, like what Fumi said, salvation is 
the total deliverance deliverance from loss from harm from pain salvation is, is a total package of protection and deliverance saving it's just a total package of you are good i got you yeah thank you rachel so i have an analogy um and then i want to I, I know it's not going to be so spiritual, but I want to try and uh, put it in another way. So when you say salvation, the word that comes to my mind is salvage. Okay. Like when you salvage something. Hmm. So I'm now thinking like, imagine you're carrying some food and then it falls on the floor and some people, you know yourselves, hmm. <laughs> some people take the one that they can and pick it back up and then they will say, ah, Although my food fell, I was able to salvage some parts of it and okay. I was able to eat that okay. part. You know, so like what comes to me, Sha, it's just that, you know, let's not look at, at, at ourselves as food, but, you know, when you're in darkness, mm. you know, and you're brought out of that darkness, you know, God has salvaged you from okay darkness and it's kind of like the food that's able to be eaten <laughs> at least you've now been redeemed from being thrown into the trash okay. and you're about to go you know yeah we're about to eat you and we're still going to be happy okay you know that's the kind of idea that i have in yeah, salvation you know <laughs> that's fair enough thank you guys thank you all right um the the hebrew word for salvation is Yehoshua. Yeshua, Yehoshua. Now that's where the name we call Jesus was derived from. So that's Hoshia, that's Joshua. Yes, so it means Jehovah saves. So that's what eventually down the line we began to coin things and we got salvation. Now, the Greek counterpart is soteria. Mm. Soteria. Some people say soteria. That's, that's what it is. And what it means in English is deliverance, is rescue, is prosperity, is healing, which is more of the sozo part. Healing is redemption, is restoration. So both the Greek and the Hebrew word means the same thing. Only that it's God that does it. Which is why you have Jehoshua or Yeshua. The Ye there is for Almighty God. So it's rescue, it's deliverance. Right? But rescue from what? Deliverance from what? Restoration to what? Or from what? Restoring from, redeem from what? Then there's wealth inside. There's healing inside. So you see, when we say it's a complete package, it's truly a complete package. So Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ because it is the power of God unto, unto for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Okay, he says to the Jew first and also to the Gentiles. That's, that's the first part of it. For in I said, the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. So he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. So um, we, we can't, 
we don't want to talk about what the gospel is today, but of course, just simply, the gospel is good news. What good news? Good news about what God has done, independent of you, for you. Hmm? It's not what God is about to do. It's what God has accomplished for mankind, independent of man. Independent of your actions, good or bad. That's what the gospel is. That's why it's the gospel of the kingdom or the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? So it's, that's why it is. The, the word translated into gospel was almost something that was not possible for them to translate. Because the breakdown of it is too good to be true news. That's a breakdown. It's too good to be true. So when people like John the Baptist or Jesus use the word repent or the first century Christians, you know what they are talking about? Change your mind from having confidence in what you can do to confidence in what God has done. You know, that's one of like the hardest thing for man to do. <laughs> yes. That's why the gospel is hard for people who are seemingly perfect. That's why it's, it's hard. So how can you just say you don't have to do anything? You know, I told you guys a story one time by that some women wanted to preach to me and I was trying to stop them. Then my friend was like, no, no, okay, just hear them out. Even I was telling them, don't worry, make no, you know, when you see me at first glance, you would think, no, this guy needs the gospel. Uh, this guy needs to hear the truth. Maybe he's a Yahoo boy. Maybe he's a... So they saw me like that on campus those days. Me, I was, I've been pastor for four years. They saw me, they approached me to preach the gospel. Brother, they say, I have, I say, Mara, don't worry, I don't need it. Give it to people. They would have thought maybe, so my friend thought, no, now don't be, uh, I said, okay. And so, so as she was talking, she was like, you know, so you need to confess all your sins. I say, it's not in the Bible. I say, it's not a requirement for salvation. They had never heard it. And they've been Christians and preaching I said, it's not a requirement for salvation. That's what I told her. I told them, two women. I said, because even you can't remember all your sins to confess them. So if salvation was predicated on confessing your sins, nobody would be saved. Because I remember when we were, we were younger, when churches began to teach, they would say, we sin all the time. Like, you know, for a long time, the church has been so sin conscious. So everything is seen, seen, seen. There's the sin in your life. You know? People even say today that the way what's happening to Nigeria, the sin of the fathers. So we don't understand that when we do that, we do not esteem properly the sacrifice of Jesus. We do not have confidence in what Jesus did. We don't understand. So that's why, so to us, sin is so large. Like, huh? Sin? No, there's, God cannot use a dirty vessel. So if there's sin in your life, God can't have fellowship with you. It's not true. God only has dirty vessels to use. There's no one. So, so I told them that, no, that, that's not a prerequisite for salvation. I say, show me. So I help them to open their Bible. I say, read it. It says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, you shall be saved. So what does it mean to confess the Lord Jesus? 
No, what does he mean, practically speaking? Is it to say, ah, the, Lord, the Lord Jesus, I confess you, the Lord Jesus. <laughs> so I'd like to encourage us. All these terms we use in church or that we read from the Bible, dig it out, understand it, because this, this is real life, or this is not dress rehearsal. This is the real deal. And Satan doesn't use to announce when he will come. He just comes like a thief. Huh? So it's what is inside that will flow. It's what's inside that will flow. When the challenges of life come knocking, yes, that's not the time to beef up and say, wish, 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 my Bible. So now that you are still young and vibrant and fresh, this is the time to eat enough, study enough to know that you can remain young and vibrant and fresh like this, even when you are 400 years old. In case you want to live that long. No, truly. This is the time to change your mind. You know, every day, every time, I, maybe I see somebody celebrating their birthday, I see the more reason why I should strongly believe what I believe. Last, just last week, I just saw AY posted, he was celebrating his 50th birthday. I said, that guy is 50? So, what is wrong in saying that when I'm 50, I'll look younger than this? He's 50. You know, hey, God, you can't, <laughs> no, let me not even go there. <laughs> let me know. Let's talk about salvation. Let me not even go there. He's 50. That's how to be 50 and even better. You can be 70 like that. Just look. Look in the perfect law of liberty. Look in the mirror and capture it and keep it. Because Joshua and Caleb, 40 years later, when they were 80, say, I'm even stronger now. Let's go and take the place. And they went and took the place. So don't be thinking, somebody died, say, I, say how, how old was he? He was 85. Ah, he tried, oh. <laughs> say, ah, he tried. Oh, now they live, he lived long ago, he tried. 85? Because in your mind, at, that, at 80, your purpose would have finished. Moses started at 80. He missed it and started at 80. 40 years later, he was still ready to go on. God said, don't do. Don't march line. Go die. They, they forced him to die. Go, die. <laughs> die. Go and die. Don't, you, don't worry. So the Bible says, his natural strength was not abated. His eyes were not dim. And then you're 35, you say, ah, I'll be like before again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try it. Oh. 35, you, know, you never reach youth. Youth starts from 40 now. Don't we say life begins at 40? <laughs> I don't mean they start. I just the entire life, so. No, really. So that's what salvation is. It's, it's redemption, it's um, rescue, it's deliverance, it's um, what other synonym? It's restoration, it's um, healing, it is safety, it's prosperity. So the words translated salvation that we have, we got the English word from, those are the synonyms. So if you can put it there and say healing, you're correct. I say rescue, you're correct. I say safety, 
You're saying prosperity, you're correct. So don't take it from me, please. Study it out. That's how you get established in these things. Study it out. Find out for yourself. And these are basics. Now this salvation, Romans chapter 1 verse 16 that we quoted said it is from start to finish by faith. Right? Ephesians chapter 2 says you are saved by uh, you should know it now, you should chorus it. You are saved by through it is the not of so that <laughs> it says it says for you are saved by grace through faith it is the gift of work i mean of god not of works lest any man should boast but yet we have not gotten the memo that's why you can think if he commits suicide and he was born again he's going straight to hell so he didn't confess his sin. Ah, how can you die with unconfessing? So which is why they confess in the morning, they confess before they sleep, in case I die before I wake up. I don't know. So that's what I'm saying. So, so, so. Okay, okay, guys, hold on. All right, so, so salvation is a gift. Huh? Salvation is a gift. Salvation is not a wage. It's not a reward. Hmm? So for those that are fixated about going to heaven, going to heaven is not payment for work well done or for living a godly, righteous life. It is a gift. Now, the same with everything that comes from God from start to finish from healing to anything, they are gifts and they are free gifts. It says the wages of sin is the wages of sin. I mean, what is a wage? Compensation. Ah, that's just a notebook. The wages of sin or the compensation of sin is but the gift, it is a reward. The gift, in fact, when we were younger, they say the free gift of God is Eternal life through our Lord Jesus. So it's a gift. It's not, you can't earn it. You can't work for it. You can't keep, you can't maintain it by yourself. It's a gift. I know there are a lot of questions around it. It's a gift. The only thing you can do is accept or reject it. Yes, you asked the question today. Where's the microphone, please? This is microphone. So hold the acrophone in case, in case it's ready. Please just hold on. So I want, I want to at least get that, that one settled. Salvation is a gift. Hmm? Being born again is a gift. You know, it was Jesus who first used the word born again. So it's not a Pentecostal thing. It was when Nicodemus met him at night. Say, Master, John chapter 3. We know. He said, we, those of us, old people, they persecute you, trying to kill you saying that you are fake. We know you are a teacher from God. How did we know? He said, because nobody can do this. He didn't say because of your good preaching. He said, nobody can produce these results unless God is with him. So we know. What does someone saying that you are the devil? You are just deceiving us. We know. But that was not where he was coming. So Jesus answered his real question. He said, except a man be born again. 
he cannot see the kingdom of God. Hey, so, so how can a man be born again? So he was like, as if you know what I was coming to ask. And then he explained. So it was there that Jesus said that, let's even go there, let's read. Let's read the statements of Jesus in John chapter 3. Not Nicodemus on Shabbat, one of the responses. It's very good for what we're talking about. John chapter 3, verse... Um, because we know chapter, we know verse 16 a lot. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, let me just let me just pick up because Nicodemus was puzzled by what he was telling him until being born again. So he was like, ah, "I should be born a second time." I mean, I'm an old man. Am I supposed to go back into my mother's womb? I mean, so he said, "No, no." So Jesus asked the question in verse twelve, um, ten. He said, "Jesus answered and said unto him, Are you a master of Israel?'" So he was a known. He was a reputable teacher. Of the laws and the words of God. Say, now you be chairman and you don't know all these things. Say, are you a master of Israel and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto you, we speak what we do know and testify what we have seen, and you receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe? If I tell you of heavenly things. So Jesus was telling him that these things I'm telling you are normal earthly things now, being born again. He's saying there are basics now. Now the foundation will be this. That's what he means. These are the basics now. If I tell you basics, you don't understand. If I can't enter meat, you call, your teeth go just fall. So, then he said, in verse 14, he said, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. Let me even bring one parts from this place. Although we don't sing such songs here, but we used to sing it many years. If you have been Christian, those days in church, lift him up higher. You know that song? Yeah, yeah it's from where they go. My Lord is good. I will lift him up higher. No, it's not that one. Say, he said, if I be lifted high to the world, I will draw all men to me. Lift Jesus high. You know that song? Lift Jesus high. You know what you're saying? You know what you're saying? That's what Jesus just said here now. <laughs> and we call it, you see, praise song. It's praise song. He said, if I, he said, if I be lifted, I... When you sang that song a lot, the way they cover your face, I would draw all men to me. Jesus said, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. He says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Because God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, what? Might be saved. He that believes on him is not, is not, wow, colon. But he that believes not is what? Mm. Because? Because he committed suicide? Because he stole? Or raped? Huh? Because what? Because what? He has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. 
And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. So anyway, for the Moses and snake thing that you are waiting to hear, that just spoke of his crucifixion. So when you are saying, leave Jesus higher, you are saying, crucify Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's what you are saying. Because he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me. So it doesn't mean if I praise him. It means if I kill him. If he's slaughtered like a dead, wicked sinner. Yes, that's what it means. Oh, lovely song. There are many like that. But yeah. But you, no, you, you hear? No, you are right. Too. You are giving it perspective. That's, that's true. You are giving it perspective. But I'm telling you now, you know, the, that was lifted verbatim from here. He said, he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me. What was he talking about? He was talking about his death, his crucifixion. Yep. So he wasn't talking about you praise me above your situation. <laughs> he was talking about if he's condemned as a sinner, he will draw people to himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He'll become like a lightning rod. Oh yeah, he has been. So he's, been he's been crucified already. In fact, he has passed that. He's no longer there, Seth. You know he's not in the grave. Huh? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in the grave he was Lord now. <laughs> so 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 that's where that conversation came from. And then Jesus said to him that if you believe, anyone who believes will be saved, right? Anyone who doesn't believe is condemned already because he didn't believe in the name of the so so salvation is not about what you do or don't do or didn't do. Salvation is God's work from start to finish. Paul said it in the book of Titus. He said he saved us not according to works of righteousness. He saved us by his grace. In fact, he said the grace of God, Titus chapter 2, that brings salvation has appeared to all men. The grace that brings salvation. Grace is personified there. Yes, Jesus. That's Jesus. So that's why his name is Jesus. Jehovah saves. Or Jehovah the salvation. Jehovah the savior, the healer, the redeemer, the restorer, the blesser. Do you understand? You see, it's so simple. But this simple thing has messed up. If it's not in place, oh God, we'll be messed up as Christians. So you'll be trying See, uh, uh, well, anyway, heaven is our goal. <laughs> anyway, salvation is personal. We're all just trying to make heaven. Apart from me, anyway. <laughs> I'm not trying to make heaven. It's not even my goal. That's where I came from. That's what the scripture says. It says our citizenship is from heaven. <laughs> it says, and from there we are also expecting the Lord. But we are from there. It says the Jerusalem which is above is the mother of us all. What is the Bible terms though? That's why it's good to read your Bible, pray every day if you want to grow. <laughs> it's a good song, right? From, <laughs> from Sunday school. But it's key, it's, it's foundational. It's foundational. So salvation is not predicated on you confessing your sin. 
Salvation is a receivement. Accept my vocabulary. It's not an achievement. It's not, it's not anything that anybody can achieve. You can either receive it or reject it. You can reject it deliberately. You can reject it ignorantly. If you don't accept it, you have rejected it. So, the way we get saved, uh, I know the way a lot of people got saved or became, as it were, Christians or born again is they were afraid and it was like a fire insurance, you know. I tried. No, I tried. As a young lad, I tried to get saved. I won't curse again. I won't think bad thing again. I won't, I won't pick stuff again. No worry. You do the work. I tried. Sometimes I would try for like a few days and then my brother would offend me. So, oh, could they kill you? <laughs> so it was all outward. It was all about what you could do. You see the way the message translation put it? Say we should, we should move away from, from what the preschool finger paintings of that bothers on salvation by self-help. So, um, in Colossians chapter 2, Paul said, As you have therefore received Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. So, many times, because this foundation, this understanding of salvation is not, is not really correctly positioned in our hearts, in our thoughts, in our minds. That's how we re relate with God on all other issues. So, when you want something, you want to do something to get it from God. So, you want to pray harder. You want to be, be in church more. You want to give more. Want to sow seed. Say you want to have children. Why you are praying and expecting? Maybe adopt a child. And so, yeah, so dangerous and provoke the heavens. We bombard the gates of heaven. Because in your mind, the gates of heavens are shut against you. So you need to open it with some serious tight. You see what I call it? Tight, not tight. So that the windows of heaven will open and then God will pour. But the windows of heaven are not shut against you because it says you are seated together with Christ Jesus in. So which window? Are you, is this at the gate of heaven? Are you seated in front of the gate of heaven? He said you are seated together with Christ Jesus in. So which window won't shut? They won't open again now. I want them to open the roof so that ring will beat everybody. Do you get so that's why nobody hears this truth and not become <laughs> a follower of Jesus. This was what saved me. Like, wait. So all this while I've been trying so hard, I was already loved. I was already saved. What was missing was consciousness. No, that's how anybody gets, uh, Bernard, right? That's what was missing. That's how anybody gets saved though. It's awareness, consciousness, awakening. You suddenly realize that the price has been paid. I accept it. And then you are born again. As simple as that, you have come in. You have come in. Now, do you still have questions? Okay, you have questions. Okay, let's ask our question first. Okay, I just want to say something about, like, you said something about suicide. Suicide, yes. Ah, what you make me go there, Seth? Okay, go ahead. I would say at the point where somebody is 
voluntarily taking their life, yes. there's a big disconnect from the Spirit of God. That I agree. You should just throw I agree. light on that. Because I feel like for you to get to the point where you feel like it's over for you, yeah. that means you're not even seeing the place of God in your life. Yes. So I would like you, that's my first question. Mm-hmm. The second one is, so what's your take on backsliding? Because, you know, sometimes people, you know, like initially they give their lives to Christ and along the way, I, along Hold the on. way, becoming down. Becoming down. Uh, so along the way, I don't know what I, it's like. They collected it back. I'm okay. Saying, Jesus, just come now. Let all me, right, all right. Let me use my life for other things. Okay, that's fine. That, that, that's the second question. In that, in that place, in that, in that state, mm-hmm. is there a place like that? Because somebody was asking a question. So, so okay, this is my brother. He, he, he used to be he, born for the Lord. Was, yes. That's how he used to be born again. He used to be on fire for God. He was rapturing. Currently, he's homosexual. Woohoo! Lord, that, have mercy. Like, is he still going to heaven? Like I'm worried about him because he just died. And that's deep. Is that your question too? Wait, 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 guys, guys. Guys, settle that question. Settle down. Is that your question too? I don't normally ask questions, but you don't normally ask questions, but you're asking. To. <laughs> no, foundational teachings are like that. It will shake you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that when you said that thing about suicide, so that, like I tried to almost ask the same question. So, what do you mean by believing? Mm-hmm. Because I believe that if you believe in God, mm-hmm. should, I believe that you should not take your life. Okay. I mean, if you believe in God, okay. What you have asked, Hold on, guys. That's, 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 that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. What do you really mean by believing God? Because Jesus Christ said, if you believe in me, yeah. you get my point. That's salvation, yeah? Yeah. Now, secondly, there's another question that if you open to the book of John 3, verse 5, mm. yeah, when Jesus Christ said that, no man shall see him because except he's born um, body, water, by, by spirit water. and body. Mm-hmm. So, if you know by water, is it that if you don't do water baptism, there's no way for you? Mm-hmm. Or, because I know that in the Bible too, the other thief, that thief, is it right or left? He made it to heaven, yeah? But I'm sure he didn't do water baptism. Is that that particular passage is for some people? That if on if you are if it's late for you, like about to die, and there's no way for water to come around, so you can still make it to heaven. But people that if you are alive and you have time and there's water, please make your way to the water. <laughs> um, I will just speak about I will not talk about this one that scripture that says and of this place the principle of Bible study called Kai Kai principle right so <laughs> that that word and is which or that is he that is he that is born of water which is the spirit that's what it means it's not literally um water why would you hold on, hold on. There's a context to that. So, and that one is another principle entirely. We'll talk about that one. But that's basically what it means. He that is born of water is just trying to describe um, in context what he's trying to say there, which is born of the water, which is of the spirit. He's trying to explain um, what's the word? Will I put it? What's the word? There's an English, it's not entering my head. Something like that. Some, so, like a type, type of. Anyway, that's one. The one that she spoke about, um, 
slide. Right? Is that is that what it means? So the problem that we've had since is you're giving your life. You're you're, you're giving your life. You're the you're the one. See, if he is the life, and, and if he has always been the life, and he's telling you that it's clear in scripture that he is this life that he's given. So that's the foundational problem. You feel like you're the one giving your life. That means you can take it back. That's that's actually what the challenge has been, right? So. Backsliding towards, is it, are you using your faith? The life that I have now, the, right, the life that I have now is not I that live but Christ. So it's a basic, it's a foundational problem. You're not backsliding, it's your mind, it's consciousness, like I always say. Right? <laughs> All right. Okay, so let me let me just uh, let me begin with your water. It, it doesn't sort it for you. Okay, hold on. I, we'll get we'll get into there. Now let's let's begin with water. Hello. You said um okay. Yeah, um, water uh, and spirit, like he's saying, he's saying it's one and the same thing. But this is, this is the way I've always seen it in the scriptures. I know water represents the word of God. Hmm? But in Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5, read your own, open your own, so that you go see him. Ephesians chapter 5. Um... It says, husbands, verse 25, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Verse 26, so that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of, what did your own say? Do you understand? So check it in 4 million translations. Ephesians chapter 5, let me read TPT and see how it renders. It says, um, For he died for us, sanctifying, sacrificing himself to make us holy and pure, cleansing us through the showering of the pure water of the word of God. Hmm? So, um, we know that it's by the spirit and by the word that we come into salvation. You get the gospel, you're not preaching and a word, Nabi. And it's the spirit that does the work. So if you remember where we read from Hebrews chapter 6, he spoke about the doctrine of baptisms. You see, it's not one baptism, right? So when you get born again, what happened was you were baptized into Christ. But remember that when we speak of baptism, something else comes to mind water, it's symbolism. So water baptism uh, is a physical representation of what has happened spiritually. So the Holy Spirit baptizes you into Christ or the body of Christ or the anointing or into the Holy Spirit, into Jesus, into God. So it dips you inside. That's why it was written there, the doctrine of baptisms, plural. But if you read again at one point, you see there's only one baptism. He was also referring to the baptism, which is salvation. Do you understand? He was referring to salvation. Say there's only one, there's only one salvation. It's the one that Jesus gives, the one that God has brought. And there's only one way to get in, it's by the word and by the spirit. So that's water, huh? And that's the spirit. Okay, is that fine? All right. Now um, you spoke of um, backsliding. For the longest time as a younger Christian. It didn't sit well with me when they say they backslide. So I don't know, is it 
You know the way Michael Jackson used to do moonwalk? Is it the back one? So I didn't get it because I didn't understand how that could be possible. I know the sense they're talking about was he was on fire before. Now he don't cool. He, he has drifted, so to speak. So, so in some churches, they make a big deal of it that, you know, when they are calling out for people to give their lives, they say, oh, if, if you are... So they come up with rededication or you were once a Christian. Because you, cannot, you, can, you cannot be once a Christian with not a Christian and then you come back to become a Christian again. Do you understand? There are only two births. Born again. The first born, the second born, which is born again. The third one is born against. It's not, it's not anywhere. I'm the one that says. The third one is born against. So, so, so um, let's use the example you used. Uh, and I'm not setting any law or doctrine to say it must be like this. But I'll just explain certain things. Say he was on fire for God. And then now he's homosexual. He gave his life to Christ around when he was eight. Please take the microphone. Take your microphone. Take your microphone. This is my own. Okay. He gave his life to Christ when he was eight. Okay. Along the line, you know, he found other ways. He was a Christian for a while. Mm. But around teenage age, I don't know how he debated and all that. And then he was, at so the time he died, he was a homosexual. Okay, I know why you're asking. So, so now his brother was asking. Will he go to heaven? Would he go to heaven? Because he originally had given his life to God. You want to ask a question or you want to answer? You want to respond? So his brother was asking that, is this guy, would he go to heaven? Because originally he had given his life to Christ, but in, after he originally has received the life of God, no, no, it's fine. He has given his life to Christ. Don't worry. Don't give his life to Christ ahead. or receive the life of God. But along the line, he derailed or whatever. He, he took it back. Don't worry. He went to other parts. He decided. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so, no. Huh? Well. Outside of God. So he was a pastor firebrand before. Now he's a corrupt politician. He now he used to steal and rape and what do you think? As if he don't backslide. Uh, All right. I think what I picked up was the homosexuality. Because for me, there's no big sin. Oh, you're right. You're very so, correct. If you're a liar. You've given your life to Christ. And you lie. And you lie. You give your life to Christ and you are an homosexual. As far as I'm concerned, you give your life to Christ thing. and you commit fornication. And you commit fornication is the same thing. You cohabit. You co so if I don't think that <laughs> I don't think that because you have lied, because mm. you have stolen, because you are an homosexual, you are no longer with Christ. Okay. So even if you've given your life to Christ, yeah. when they say rededication is it's just a symbol of saying that I don't want to do this again, but you might do it again. Okay. No, no, I think she's correct. You might do it again because everybody seated here, you know, the reason why you are saved is not because the things I used to do, I do them no more. Because you have done them. Is there anybody here who has not done them? Pick up stones, please. You have done them. We have done them. But that's not why 
That's not what nullified your salvation. But I know where you're going. I'll come there. But let's, let's all just talk. All right, sir. Okay, I, I want to start with the water baptism thing. So, when we get born again, we get baptized, like he said. So I want to use, you know, Jesus likes to use stories to illustrate salvation. So let's say somebody decamps from PDP to APC. The decamping can happen at night. Mm. can happen in somebody's parlor. The reason why they now put it on newspaper is that they want to make a public declaration that have decamped. But you see, the decamping did not happen at that party. Mm. It happened before. Mm. Water baptism, at best, is a way of telling cosmos. It's a spiritual exercise. But it's a way of telling the universe that I have moved from one kingdom to another. So it's like that thing that politicians do in a party. You know, there's one particular senator that, you know, that moves. You get it? <laughs> so his moving did not happen at that party. So that your salvation did not happen at the water baptism. Water baptism is just announcements that I have done it to, I have moved. So the real thing is that your moving is not predicated on that thing. You are just choosing to announce. And sometimes it's good to do it, really. It's good to do it. It's good to let your circumstances know. The important thing is that you have come to the awareness that I've told everybody, all right. told all of you. So, sorry, so I'm not cutting you short. So just know, in case you have the question, so if you did not water baptize, is he saved? Yes. Uh -huh. So no, water baptism is not a salvation thing. It's not, no, it's not what makes you saved. Now let me, let me shock you. There are people who are not born again who are water baptized. Yes. I got yes, water yes. baptized before I got born again. Exactly. And I was taught that I just had a bath. Exactly. So that now that I'm born again, I should water baptize again. Yeah. That's 23 years later, I've not done it. Yeah. Now it's not because I don't want to do it. So one day on campus, I told one of my friends, oh yeah, water baptized me, if it's a big deal for you. He said no. Why didn't he want to water baptize me? He thinks or he thought he was not a bishop. But it's not a big deal. You are a Christian, I'm a Christian. You are concerned that I'm not water baptized, my salvation may be at stake. I say water baptize. See, what baptize me now, in Ogridu, I'm still very saved, don't worry. Do you understand? If somebody makes a fuss about it, if I go to any church and they say, have you been water baptized? I have been. If they ask me the critical question, when did you get water baptized? Like, okay, was it before? I, yeah, it was before I born, got born again that I water baptized. You don't, if, are you afraid of water? <laughs> so, 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 so really, so really, like he said, the thief at the cross, so I'm not, I'm not kicking against water baptism like I want to disobey Jesus. No. But hey, I'm saved. I'm very saved. I'm very born again. So if it concerns anybody I'm working with and they say you must water baptize, I may do it. Male. So, but it's not necessary. So you are still continuing, right? Yes. Okay, please go ahead. Okay, I want to talk about suicide. Because it's, it's, it has come up many times. Yeah, no, I've said it now. I thought, okay, go ahead. Talk about it. <laughs> Okay. No, no, I, I won't stay long on it. I, I promise. Now, we won't answer all okay, the questions no, today because we we're out of time. Yes, we, I can't even respond to everything. Do you understand? But, we're out of yes, time. Me, I would have responded, but... Let's talk about salvation before I talk about suicide. So, so let, imagine that all the problems in the world is the problem of money and poverty. So, salvation is like when somebody deposits 10 billion into your account. And that account... Huh? 
You can't deposit anything to it. You can only withdraw. Do you understand? You cannot deposit, you can't add to it. So all you need to come into is the awareness of how to withdraw. Do you understand? So the only thing you can do, so, so here, here is the thing. So here is the thing. The person that deposited it eh, is willing to deposit more. That's why I said my grace is sufficient. He can keep depositing. He can keep depositing. That's why, for example, even when you start to work with God, eh, you cannot take credit. So if somebody deposits 10 billion in my account and then I build a big house, I can't boast because the money was given to me. It's a when receivement. It's a, it's a receivement. Do you understand? That's why people who boast are wrong because you can't anoint yourself. You can't heal anybody. You can't do anything. You can't. It's just continuous receiving. And once you understand it like that, it will change perspective. It will, if you just take time to think about it, it will answer some of the questions. You can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at Hello at the tribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on the Tribe Lagos. God bless.